0: It is Friday the 9th of November 2018 and this is episode 344 of Digital Outbox. Welcome to a belated episode of Digital Outbox. I say belated, never really had the time, so it can't really be late. But never mind, I'm Chris, and Ian's here. Hello.
1: We don't have a schedule, we can't be late.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like, what's the point of putting a timetable to something, uh, then you can just be provably late.
1: <laughs> we are the network rail of podcasts. <laughs> we,
0: well, they have a timetable, they're just late. The That's account, true. They. they are late. Um, right, we have... Um, not. It's not a massive, massive podcast, I'd say. 20 minutes, I reckon. Let's do it. Um,
1: I feel I should bet you and something about that.
0: Yeah, but then you'll sabotage. You can't have that. So <laughs> this is a little bit old news now, but we thought we'd mention it. And Nick Clegg has actually been employed by Facebook. Uh, there were some rumours going around a, w- a little while back, probably a couple of weeks ago now, something like that. Um, anyway, it was uh, there was there a, a politician was going to go over to Facebook, and apparently they've been wooing him for a while. He turned it down initially, but then has decided he'd go over there. And an interesting move from Facebook, just on the grounds that that you know they've almost acknowledging that they they are a political entity now they're not just it's not just a business not a company not something just sit there to make money it is now that big that it's effectively it needs politics to run it
1: absolutely and i find it fascinating and you know to me to me he's a perfect hire um and that Mm -hmm. um he's a pro he's a proven liar and and his <laughs> reputation is tarnished, and it just ties perfectly to me that that Clegg goes to Facebook.
0: Uh, I, I mean, but it's amazing they get an ex deputy prime minister, which is you know that's that's it's quite rare, I'd say, for a company to just to to get that kind of yeah, political clout. And okay, it's it's maybe tarnished, but I, you know,
1: I, I it's do still forget that big... he was a deputy prime. I mean, it's it's boggling, baffling,
0: yeah. Um, but but like I say, it, it shows the scale of it. It shows that they're dedicated towards it, and I, I'd be interested to see what comes out there because there is going to be knowledge passed on there about you know whether it's how do you get around this, how do you spin this, how do you do that, and how how are we going to get away with not paying um, tax when we know that they're all the eyes on us to, to pay that, or rather paying tax in all the different regions that they work in. Um, yeah, so seven point four million in tax after one point three billion of UK sale, or British sales. It's pretty. You know, you know, these it's a complicated business international tax, isn't it? And how it all weighs out, and but and I don't think it's solvable properly. But um, we're we're going to see some interesting times ahead for online companies. Yeah, and
1: joking aside, it's um, it, so we've criticised these big companies for probably not having the right moral compass, but it's it's hard to work out what that should be.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's actually not because the tax is paid somewhere wherever that money ends yeah. up. That tax will be being paid um and you know you know wherever that is so they've got to, they will pay tax somewhere and it's almost like if this was your own money and you had the option to either pay 10% tax or pay 30% tax chances are you, with your own money you'd say well okay of course I'll do 10% there's nothing legal about it and you know that's that's what I'll do and that's all companies really do so but it's a it's a hard old thing to break uh, as in as to sorry to solve from everyone's perspective isn't it yes that's uh, yep and and to be honest, we'll be going after that cheap tax money if if Brexit does go ahead without a deal. we we'll, that's the first thing we'll go to is make sales tax haven, get some money in that way.
1: And that's the thing. Unless every country agrees the same tax rates, for the, and it's and it's they've never done that for decades, which is why Nobody. you've got all these you know look Just these little, and, little havens. Yeah. yeah, you know, ships registered in some wee island somewhere and all that nonsense. It's all exactly.
0: It's all nonsense, a bit like Twitter's uh, user counts. Um, they've dropped them another um, <clears throat> nine million um, by getting rid of more bots and more fake accounts. Um, and they're expecting further dips of their numbers. They're, they're spinning it. You know, we have to do this. We have to get back to what is a real number. And it's good for our users so that we get rid of all this junk that's on our system and all the junk that those bots are outputting. Um, you know. Even from a personal level, I know they haven't got rid of all the junk accounts because I've got plenty where I've been doing them as a developer and they all sit still exist. They're, they're counted and, and none of them are, are active live or doing anything. Um, so, uh, you know, I think there's a long way to go here to find out where that user base is. I don't think Twitter alone. I think there's plenty of platforms over the years that that have, you know, had users. And I think that's why we also see things like Facebook talking about their monthly active users uh, they don't talk about their overall count. Generally speaking,
1: no. Right, so to me, that's a good thing. You know, I'd rather have a smaller, healthy platform than a yeah. than massive numbers that are. And we all know that the quarters of them are, you know, multiple accounts, fake accounts, um, my scales, tweeting, all all the kind of stuff that you know is yeah, not yeah. an active the, user as such.
0: And the problem is that although, as a rational user, you think that investors
1: uh, are pretty much. Yeah. Seem far more simple. However, this time, you know, they announced a drop in users, um, an increase in profits, and their shares did tick up, and they got a Good. mostly positive reception. There you go. And, and it's interesting you talk about. So, Facebook in the last, I think they said in the last, was it the last quarter or last? Yeah. So, last quarter they said they added thirty-eight million monthly users, and as you see, the mm. talking about active users now. Yeah. And Facebook, from you do, uh, you use Facebook a lot, so you're probably not seeing mm. this. I don't use it a lot. So you get a little you know, badge next to Facebook and you'll be like, oh, and you'll click in. The worst one I've seen recently was like, you know, yeah, a friend of a friend commented on <laughs> that friend's picture.
0: <laughs> so it's how can we get your notifications? And to you're you like, I
1: should never see that notification. That should that is not a notification and I your, think you'll find is if you go to your there. third
0: privacy page and for option 4 oblique B you can opt out of that yeah. receiving that notification on our simple to use privacy yeah.
1: controls do, do, those options don't exist and I'm <laughs> sure that's driving their monthly user count
0: Yeah. well yeah I guess it's important figures for them
1: Yeah, uh, clearly
0: uh, even though so yeah Twitter cleaning down stock but it's still in the news for you know missing out on tweets that it should have been removing for example the um the, the alleged florida bomber um i don't think it's alleged anymore is it and um, they, they they'd set some threatening tweets this was the guy sending out the bombs through the post
1: yeah it? so they sent them to mostly the um, folk that trump had you know singled out or fox had singled out and um um, so yeah, the fifty-six-year-old 50, guy had been on Twitter. Uh, people had reported him in the past because he was threatening people, you know, to mm. uh, you know do certain things and you know bomb them or kill them or do all sorts of things. And Twitter would reply and say, "Report carefully," and found that there were no violations of Twitter rules against abusive abusive behavior. Mm. Um, and Twitter have turned around and said um, that they 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 know they've been the wrong and they need to do better.
0: Yeah, but I, and I, I mean, there's still a big part of me and I'm sure lots of other people, you know, these platforms, they get sometimes get blamed for the actions of an individual, but really they're not the, they're not the individual doing this. And okay, no. They, in this case, maybe they could have removed the tweet, but would that have changed this person? No, it wouldn't have changed this person. It's just a reflection of that person. Um, and actually, maybe by having those tweets out there, it's useful data for, you know, authorities to have hold of um, in some ways to see these people that are, you know, Becoming angry and, yeah, and, and and I mean, I guess,
1: I mean, particularly in the UK, they always say that the tech companies are not doing enough, but that's because mm. the government don't want to fund because c- it's like you say, people are reporting this, so it's, it's 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 out there what you know the abuse that's happening. Now, do you mm. want a policeman doing it? Do you want a tech company doing it? Anyway, that's I guess that's driving some of the comments right now about you know if you look particularly down in London. You know, there, there's there's people giving examples of we've got police arresting people for you know an offensive tweet. yet there's a you know there's a youth getting stabbed every night. W- what would you rather that policeman doing? Mm. And it, it's yeah. a, and it is a difficult one. Um, you know, but they, but they all have impacts.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, so, so so
1: yeah, the, the obviously the stabbing's a big physical, obvious one, but big headlines, but. The impact that one person can do by, you know, bombarding people with hateful tweets, it can be, you know, as equally as bad.
0: Addison Lee are saying we're going to have driving, self-driving cars, driving cars, self-driving cars. I missed a word that was quite important there. <laughs> uh, in London by 2021, um, so that's quite a bold, ambitious statement. Um, Bullshit. Already, already, other, <laughs> other cities are doing, you know trials um but but yeah it's quite bold to say london's gonna have these by 2021
1: they're not this is rubbish (laughs) it's
0: a it's a statement that gets in a newspaper though
1: exactly and and actually
0: what do you do you actually think it's rubbish i think there's there is a great deal of work going in here and things move quicker than you know when you <clears throat> things don't move quickly in a week, but they—if you look, take a look back at the last year and, and then sort of review what's moved on—it's things move quick. I just can't—you know, see, like I... whenever the next Boston Dynamics robot comes out and it looks more and more real, it's just—you know—things move quick
1: I, and you can't see it. I, I agree, things move quick. I just can't see this. And th- I mean, that's two two years. we'll and we'll give them three years. You know what I mean? So in three years, it just feels... But they've already got cars that can do it. The, big, the
0: biggest problem for, for me uh, with self-driving cars and the, and the movement towards it I think the technology is pretty much ready or getting very near to be ready we've just got this horrible transitional period because the hardest time for a self-driving car is the time when there's self-driving cars and there's human-driven cars all at once that's the you know when there's self-driving cars they can talk to each other and they can interact with each other when think, human. I think that's
1: where I've got the challenge right now because so I totally agree with you but it looks like they've still not got the standards sorted out to do that talking between cars. So it's no, still... maybe... But then if they
0: shut London to every other road vehicle other than self-automated but... driving cars, then you've got space and time. And, to, and that you know...
1: might be what this ends up with. So they'll deploy mm-hmm. a self-driving car on a straight road that runs along the Thames that nobody else can use. So you can jump in and there's no driver and it'll drop you off. So, so, but then
0: it can, and it, but it can easily spread from that, can't it? Then you just not agreed. But that's why in out. my
1: head, when you did that, it's like, oh, we're gonna have self-driving cars, and it's like, well, we will, but it feels like a a controlled experiment will take place.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's always going to start off as a controlled experiment. I, I think there is there's a interesting political decision to be made where they have that day where they switch off the humans.
1: Basically. And, and, and do you know what? It'll be interesting to see if we're emboldened by whatever happens with Brexit. Because the I can see a I can see a a, a horrendous written turning round turning up and will you get a will you get a whole of of crazy decisions getting forced through to show that we are a thriving, <laughs> thrustful but, we can do these but things may, type company. Who knows,
0: maybe, maybe what they're telling us is true and that is exactly what's gonna happen and we are will be that thriving, thrusting yeah.
1: maybe nation. It, it doesn't feel like it. Doesn't feel like it.
0: But maybe. No. Maybe. There'd be a lot less money to do all that with, but maybe, <laughs> maybe. IBM's bought Red Hat for $34 billion in cash. Flip it, heck. Um, and I guess, you know, Red Hat, uh, so that obviously, they're a big company behind Linux. Um, and it's unbelievable to me that, that one company makes so much money out of what is an open source software. Um, but, you know, they, they do and they get that just because companies want to have support frameworks around their yeah. servers, really. Um, but anyway, IBM bought them and they're really buying them to sort of hook into the cloud based. I think what they call it, hybrid cloud, they're calling it. Uh, and again, I think that's important in, in from corporation point of view at the moment. There are a lot of people that don't jump into places like Amazon and Google and Microsoft's Azure Cloud because of the, I guess, the ethereal nature of it and the security implications when you know they're holding data and they want to hold it inside. And I think this hybrid cloud is the way of allowing corporations to hold data internally but still have it sort of a cloud-based service. I don't really know the details, but that's what it sounded like to me.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's lots of enterprise companies starting to do this kind of, you know, so whether it's on-prem, off-prem, all of that kind of nonsense, and, yeah. you know, they, we'll give you the benefits of cloud, you know, we'll do the management for you, you know, and yeah. all that kind of stuff you don't need, and because that, that's part of and there's a whole kind of serverless movement as well, and clearly there's always yeah. a server, but that whole kind of hands-off, you don't need to worry about it, it's just the compute, you know, ramps up, ramps down, whatever you need, Um but this feels really desperate because of the just the price they've paid for it. I mean, that is a, that is a massive chunk of cash. Yeah,
0: massive chunk of cash.
1: I mean, I mean, I mean, I think the, the, if you looked at the current share price, and I'm trying to, I was trying to see if it was in the article. I don't think it was, but they've, I think they've paid something like forty percent above the value of the company, and that's yeah, I mean, that's that's yeah. a big big, you know, because you, so you've seen things like you know a company's worth, I don't know, you know, 10 million and somebody buys them for like 11, you know, and there's a bit of a sweetener and the share price bubbles up a little bit, you know, so yeah, this is huge. And it feels also, so it's so IBM are behind in the cloud race. You know, it's the same way Oracle are yeah,
0: I mean, Amazon. I guess, and I, I'm i guessing they're thinking a partnership with these firms gives them too much of a knock It sees them as a follower rather than a leader. Maybe, like, maybe they just want to do something more, Specialized with what they're doing, but yeah, it's yeah. I, I I got the feeling that that sounded like a massive figure. For I, I mean, I guess again, that's probably just because the work of Red Hat goes. It's not really in my purview. It's not something I deal with day to day, and therefore I don't really know its mass. You know, the massive value to it. But you know, there you go. Um, there's still some bright people at IBM. Why wouldn't you know? They're, you know, brighter than you or I. They're
1: a huge profitable company, but if you look at the profits, I think they've had. 13 to 15 quarters of shrinkage you know and it's still it's still big figures but that's not that's not the, maybe the direction
0: I, maybe IBM looked at it and just thought well the cost of us doing this for ourselves is 50 billion if we want to do what we do that's a leg up it's quite a bargain really maybe but I don't know the yeah I, I think they saw Microsoft
1: problem. buying GitHub and all the stuff they've done around Azure and they've seen Amazon being you know the cloud leader and thought holy heck you know yeah, our, our lunch something. is gone yeah, corporations
0: are moving to these platforms now. They're you know they you know that's that they see their 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 margin ebbing away. Um, Google's gonna wants to use the is it iRobot? So it's um is it Roomba? Is that part of um that that basically Google want to use the the internal house mapping that the Roomba and and their services build up over time um, to enable their home sort of automation to to sort of have extra. Uh, what's a context, I think, is as they're, they're describing it. So not only does the home service know, you know, the rooms that you've put lights in, but it can actually add context to positional aspects of that and all that. I, I, you know, I'm not sure how they're going to use this data, but obviously it's going to get the massive backlash of people saying, oh, Google are chewing up more data. And I am intrigued as to how they would use it. Um, but But nevertheless, it's quite an interesting move that they want to ingest that information and effectively map your house.
1: Uh, yeah. So they're talking, and it's all kind of it's quite loose, uh, and it's talked about how it gives both companies the ability to make more thoughtful smart homes. Um, hmm. So they, they were talking about, like, you know, that we can create custom cleaning schedules, um, you can start to let users do specific things. There's been integration with Google Assistant. Um, so, so you yeah, can say, you know, go, like, and, yeah, go and clean the kitchen. Yeah. 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 Which, which, which does make some sense. But, it, there's just that whole kind of scary bit about google ingesting another yeah. set of data more mapping data
0: yeah can it have directions to um ian's bedroom <laughs> uh, pretty
1: much except i've got a roomba
0: So, uh, <clears throat> I, I guess you know where does it stop how much data why not just collect more data points if that like, if you're a data company then why not do it um uh, and yeah, then to hell
1: with the consequences. And it's voluntary, so again, it's not it's not something that it's like if you've got because lots of people have Roombas, you know. There's lots of people who love them, you know, or the kind of you know slightly cheaper rip off equivalents. That this idea I, I, that Yeah.
0: I find it quite exciting. I do find I don't all find these it things exciting, hooking. But... <laughs> I find all these things hooking together because it is this massive mass up mash up of data. Yes. So I find that aspect of it intriguing, and and all the possibilities that it can bring to this, you know, this full-on automation and and all that stuff which is you know it was the future and now it's kind of what's happening um but also just every single time i just see the also the um, the the amount of stuff being opened up to control and and effectively hacking because you know we are going to have our first hacking where someone can fully unlock your house and do whatever they like or just even just harass you by turning off and on your lights all Yeah, time. all those kind of weird
1: you know the, the big story will be when it's not one of the rip off um, like smart home type products which are all open protocols and can be hacked really yeah. easily it's going to be when a Hue or a you know a Yale smart lock becomes you know hacked by you know so somebody manages to hack every Yale smart lock and unlocks it and puts it up on Twitter that says you know if you want to yeah. buy somebody's house it has got one of these it's open go yeah that, that you exactly. know if that ever happened
0: Yeah, basically. You know, or uh, you know,
1: somebody hacks and turns your lights constantly on and off.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Even that's just it's harassment, isn't it? Right. Unfortunately, we've only got two minutes to cover the whole Apple event. It's not uh, harassment.
1: I would be cacking (laughs) my pants.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Whenever, if my lights do occasionally just randomly go on and it's like, why? Because I've got sensors around the house, obviously. Ah, yeah. And it's it's like it's like it's only me here.
1: (laughs) And then you hear a little faint sound.
0: exactly it's like this the fact, there's a horror movie in there i'm sure i've mentioned that before anyway yes we've had some apple um announcements so their hardware which is um they did quite a chunk of hardware actually um and not just you know not just bumps mostly sort of new devices so macbook air got a new version so it's quite a long time since we've had our last um macbook air um same form factor um Outwardly, only the real only changes are the screen is now Retina, um, and it's got a Touch ID on the uh, the bar, and it's um, what's it it's got USB C ports now. Is that right? Yep,
1: yep. But, uh, but
0: overall, they've done some quite other you know special stuff in there, I guess.
1: Yeah, bigger trackpad, um, speakers, are louder. Um, as you said, USB C, and I saw it today. It actually looks really it looked really good. When you see it in person, it's like, that is as really, because I had mean, my old MacBook Air, which I didn't buy the first version of it, but I think I bought the second one. It was a trooper. You know, it, yeah. it worked really well, really lightweight. And, you know, I I really enjoyed using it until I kind of, you know, last year and went iPad Pro. And yeah. um, uh, this this looked a really good, I guess the only ding was just, everybody was expecting it would be 999, but it was 1200.
0: Yeah, they've bumped everything we are coming to that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so expensive. Um, but then again, it's not expensive when you think about the fact their phone is a thousand dollars, you know. Um, but yeah, it looks like a nice bum, and it's also all fully recycled aluminium now, which is sort of another step in that. So
1: this was the, the ding. This was the ding directions. that some of the um, iPad and iOS folk loved. It's not just recycled aluminium; it's the recycled bit. It's the leftovers when they're making iPads and iPhones.
0: <laughs> so they melt down all the shavings, basically. Yep. So
1: so your new MacBook Air and your new – oh, well, that's a spoiler. So you'll we'll just see the new MacBook Air and other Mac products that we're about to discuss <laughs> are made out of the shavings of iPads, the tears of the that is, children.
0: That is quite good, yeah. Uh, new Mac Mini. Um, thought that was dead. Not not dead, apparently. So they've given it a bump um, in all their kind of internals. Um, and <clears throat> basically it's the same – I could. it looked like the same form factor. Um yes. Uh, but but they're kind of towing this little devices. You know, you can use this as your own. You know, we could you can put these anywhere, and you can stack them and and put them in serial, and they turn into quite powerful little processors. So they kind of sell them in a, lot, in a kind of different, like, not necessarily for just the home user, but just trying to say, yeah, you know, fill your boots, go and play around with these devices. They're then they're, you know they're, they're good form factor
1: and, and off you go. So I, I had an old Mac Mini, and. The way the way they sold the old Mac Mini was was pretty much a kind of like a starter Mac. If you don't if you don't yep. want the iMac, you don't want the MacBook Pro, and you and you've got a monitor, you've got the keyboard, you can buy this for like four or five hundred quid. And you, I was gonna say
0: off. it started it started out about four or five hundred quid, yeah, and it, was, I think, was it? I think I I think I
1: paid five hundred, and it was it was my Drobo yeah. But you wouldn't have bought the end. base model. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was my Plex front end yeah. worked really well.
0: Yeah, it did its thing. It was a workhorse taking ripping off all the bins as well, on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I don't know what you mean either. Uh yeah, so but now we're talking seven nine nine dollars. So I guess that's around six hundred quid. So
1: again Oh no, it's seven nine nine pounds. Oh is it now seven nine nine pounds and seven nine nine dollars it's dollar to pound is one to one. One to one, yes. Um, and just it's... and just just so <laughs> that somebody listening to this th- thinks these guys are smoking dope, it starts at eight hundred you can spec one out at three and a half grand.
0: My goodness, <laughs> <laughs> crikey, O'Reilly! That is that's pretty full on, oh, and it wow. is a full
1: on spec. I mean, it is proper, and that's that's what we want. So it's like four or six core models. You can go up to two terabyte of SSD, and it's all SSD. So there was a fear from I guess some of the Mac enthusiasts that they're going to bring out a cheaper version that will still have the old yeah. slow disk, and it's not. It's 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 really good components they're using in it. Um, you know, gigabit Ethernet, but you can also spec you know ten gig. You know, which is again an enterprise.
0: What if they what if they made this for though? What's the market for this? That's that's what my so question is. It
1: is a, so this, so people have been seated with it and and it's out to buy and the speed tests are phenomenal. So if you look at some of the encoding tests around video, it is as fast as an iMac iMac. But Pro. It, is
0: this is this wow? So is this for a person who's got, already got a good monitor they want to use? Really doesn't want to buy because cause really the they they kind of nailed it with their the iMac right? They they that there's, you you can't beat it.
1: But, so, so it's but, interesting. I, I guess I and a couple of my colleagues have been taught about this, hmm. and see if my see if I didn't buy the iMac last year, and I love the iMac, and then the iMac Pro came out. So again, but, but iMac Pro is like five grand. That's a, yeah, that's it's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if I, I, I guess if I was starting again, apart would of, you consider it? Well, apart from the fear that there's probably an ARM model going to come out in the next sort of three, four years, but I would probably go um, really nice monitor. Um, I would go the Mac Mini and it might even mm. then allow me to satisfy that, that gaming PC desire. So is it powerful
0: enough? So, it, it, you know, obviously, is it powerful enough to do that? Like, is it powerful enough for video processing and all that Oh, kind of yeah, stuff? yeah.
1: So the, the graphics card on it has got a bit of a ding, but the encoding that it does is superb. Um, it supports external GPU um mm-hmm. it, it, I'm sorry yeah external gpu so you can do all that that kind of stuff if you want um it's it's a bit of a you know it's a bit of a little trojan and um it, it's just as i said this just the spec and the speed and the fact so apple also have done something which is unheard of they've actually added more ports and not taking ports away <laughs> yeah it's um, actually
0: got more stuff on the back isn't it of its it four thunderbolt ports? oh
1: there's loads it's just like yeah so four thunderbolt there's hdmi two there's two usbas there's still a headphone you know yeah or did they yeah. take the headphone away can't remember there's there's loads there's
0: loads so like you say i mean actually maybe they're you know effectively nowadays they're chucking us monitors all the time when actually there maybe the better thing to do is sell us one monitor and then upgrade the ipad the so the the thingy what are we talking about mac mini i'm just trying to remember its name it's been that
1: long since i've talked I was it. always a fear by buying something yeah. like an imac you're you're that, every time you're paying for the screen, yeah, they? and the screen is gorgeous, you know. So mm. you you know, if you and it means my last one lasted six years, you know. So I got six. While years. they've
0: been able to keep those screens upgrading and being the next, you know, being special increments, that's been all right. But there will reach a point where it's already large enough. It's already got enough pixels. And why am I paying for a new screen every single time I, yeah. I do this? Mm. I'm at, I sorry, iPad Pro um has been refreshed so um the form factor has gone much more it's got basically they call it that sort of up to the edge of the screen type thing they've lost the home button so it's it's like a you know true sort of i guess it's it's kind of blocky isn't it it's kind of it's sharper edged um it has got a sticky outy camera lens which was i'm sure is going to so annoy people
1: well the edge they used to the, the, the last few designs have tapered so that's right so it's been kind of a soft tapered. and they've talked about how it sits in your hand well this is though just right out it's a, and it's a proper it's but i was in i was in the apple store today feel I, all right? I, I felt it and it felt really good yeah really good real i really like the design other people have called it ugly um other i don't people think have it's ugly it.
0: I, th- I think it's i think it's if if someone else had made it other than apple i think they'd call it ugly do you, do you know what i mean as in people would say that's rubbish look look at these nice soft curves that we've got on our, our ipad and now that's gone but it's but i think there's something about holding something with a sharp edge actually it gives you something to grip hold of um, um so yeah. as long as it's not too sharp i think that's you know reasonable i don't know edge to edge doesn't allow
1: you much place for your hand to be but, holding it but it, but it's not like it's not like edge to edge there's like a, there's a bevel but it's not but but it's not huge like, i've got
0: podgy hands right my when i'm gripping something it goes over onto the screen and i even find with my phone that i am pressing things when i don't mean to with the you know my hand and surely that happens on the ipad as well Uh,
1: yeah and that was always the thing about how phones can go far more hti's than an ipad can just the Mm. way you're having to grip it and hold it yeah
0: so you've got the smaller size and the larger size um so so the interesting thing they've done
1: Uh, So, so previous one was ten and a half and twelve point nine. That was the two different screen sizes and the Mm -hmm. two different sizes of the. And and what they've done this time is they've kept the case size for the ten and a half the same, but made the screen eleven. So they've kind of taken the screen out, and for the twelve point nine, they've kept the screen size the same and they've shrunk. Okay. Yeah, that is interesting.
0: Yeah, that's that's probably the right choice. Although, yeah, and it makes probably the choice harder. the big one is still, you know. relatively large though when you see it it's um... it is but it's surprisingly closer and when you hold them so now you're side by side you're not thinking this is a massive thing you're thinking actually that's quite reasonable yeah that's interesting so maybe they did see the drop off in sales of the large one just because of the sheer scale of it really Um, okay so they've got the A12 bionic chip in there um, the 8 core CPU and the graphics processor it looks like a serious bit of kit um, basically and but it's gonna be starting at eight hundred dollars. Um yeah. So it's and starts, the larger one starting at a thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, it starts at a quid. Big one starts at a thousand. Mm. Um the other little bit is it's dropped a lightning port it's now USB C. Um, that can mm, yeah. drive an external five K monitor. Wow, okay. Bye. So um and I think the biggest thing in the reviews <laughs> wasn't I mean the, the, the kit itself, great review. Um the, the grunt on it is is like you know miles ahead of what you need now the biggest ding was ios 12 doesn't let you use the kit properly as in Mm, i can't i can't i can't plug in like a you know a thumb drive and it will see the files but i can plug in a camera and it will import the photos into photos so come on let us let us let us get out of these things
0: and um yeah i mean the same week to we've had the pixel slates been i think limited release now so and they're kind of, you know, as much as I'm saying that's quite expensive for an iPad, the, the slate is, is pretty much in the same arena. And okay, they're, they're, they're pitching the same kind of model, really, aren't they? It's the attached keyboard and you can turn this into, you've got your pens and all that stuff. Um, and your pencil. In fact, we're coming onto the pencil now. So, we, But yeah, so it's interesting. They are going head to head and the Pixel's not much cheaper, I think, or it's in
1: the same kind of ballpark. I think it's ballpark. And it's the same with the, the Microsoft Surface products. It's not like mm. their one's double the price.
0: No, I think I've said all along that the iPad is probably Apple's best value product for the amount of engineering that goes into it, and, and maybe that's still the case. It's, but it is still a chunk of cash. But the pencil is rebuilt, and it is basically magnetically snaps to the edge of the iPad Pro. Um, it's got some, you know, clever, funky technologies. Got, you know, you can double tap it to change its. Function from being a pencil to like a rubber or whatever, so it's got some clever little snazzy bits. Uh, what do you think about just the magnetic snap on? I mean, if you're putting that directly into your bag, um, then doesn't it just pull itself off? Probably,
1: I not and, and so, there's still a lot of go around that, but the fact that, that at least because the previous one didn't have anything and the charge was through lightning and it stuck out like ridiculously, and when you wanted to use it, it was always not charged and, yeah. and it, it charged really quickly and you plugged it in for 10 minutes and you're up at 50 percent so it was like but it's still abolic like, you know when you go to it, mm. it, when you want to go and use it you want it to be usable um and and certainly the so the, the i guess a couple of nice things i felt today the matte finish made a difference just rather than the shiny white it was a matte yep. it felt a bit more grippy and um the magnetic certainly when i picked it up and gave it a shake it didn't come off but then there's a couple of times i just touched it and it fell off you know, so so you, I
0: guess there's some alignment there. and But it does charge when it's being, when, yes. you're, when it's magnetized on, which is quite a nice thing. So you, so you click
1: it on and, it, and it, a, little, a little pencil thing pops up and it's charging and it's like, that's what you want. So you know whenever yep. you, you pick it up, it's going to be usable. Yeah. Nice.
0: And then 12.1 um, update shipped today. What well, today, today
1: means like... With yesterday or last week. Last, last really. week. Um, new emoji, basically. So 70 new emoji. Yeah. Yeah, that was a
0: 10 gig download for 70 new emojis. Yep. I'm sure there's stuff in the back. And yes, but overall, price surging is definitely a thing. These have jumped in price. And like you say, the one if it's one-to-one conversion, you know, dollars to pounds as well, that's an even heftier wallop. So we're talking, you know, plus 20% on most um, or even excess of that. And the Mac Mini is a 60% jump. But based on what you've said, it does sound like the Mac Mini... Is a different product or a different proposition. It really is trying to get some serious beef in there, uh, whereas the last one was very much a you know just for utility.
1: I I think so. I think they've, they've, they've kind of reset what what that does, the expectations that that one does. But but it feels like Apple this year have basically said, see everything we've got, twenty percent higher.
0: Yeah. We c- we're not selling much more, so we know we're selling them for more. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, we know that we've sold, you know, people are still going to pay for it. Like, you know why why beat ourselves up by putting prices down yep
1: um but it's at this point i should point out that that happened today
0: ah so they say so not only do you touch all these products you picked up an ipad pro
1: and it's a big ipad pro ah, okay so so you
0: did go for that decision
1: to and it's a big ipad keyboard <laughs> and it's a nice oh, apple pencil so you're
0: very much lighter in the pocket oh
1: tell me about it that when is... you add all
0: that together that's a fairly chunk of investment isn't
1: it it is but so so i've went for the bigger one because i felt i felt it was a lot closer and, and if it fits in the bag it fits, it's, it's, the biggest niggle i've got is still using it around the house for that reading and consumption piece yeah. that it might just be too big uh, so but you'll case, not know that until you try, I guess. Worst case, it goes back. I take it back yeah. and I get a refund. Uh, but I hope, I hope not to, because I really like the new hardware and I really like the pencil.
0: Cool. Well, that's good. Kind of, and when was your last iPad
1: purchase? Uh, last year. So that's embarrassing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apple dollar. Because a long No, the iPad for me has always been a kind of every every kind of three kind of year yeah. thing
0: mostly because they've been that solid, solid for that, that long and, you know and
1: last year's is really solid it's a it's just got totally swooned so yep so absolutely it came out um, and uh, see if the, see if I wasn't convinced about the bigger size I wouldn't have done it yeah okay. uh, so the bigger size kind of swung it it's my birthday next week Yeah, happy G- birthday me G- gave myself a lot treat and yep. emptied my bank yeah <laughs> lovely lovely uh, and because we're doing a podcast I've left them sealed Didn't yeah even I saw them. that it
0: was all sealed really funny. yeah um, that's, that's quite yeah that's good that's why you were late back was it
1: <laughs> uh,
0: maybe probably crying after it, <laughs> <funny>. um, <laughs> was, does that, it does it fold begging. in half does it fold in half
1: does it fold in half well i want what do you mean like the iphone from right. 4 years ago when it like you could bend it bendgate <laughs> yeah.
0: now samsung has um sort of given details of of a foldable smartphone this is effectively a tablet that you know a 7 inch tablet that you can fold in half and turn it into a sort of the form factor of a phone so quite an intriguing thing and there's a quite a couple of other companies doing similar or coming up with similar ideas and it's quite compelling when you see it the it, it was kind of seamless or it looked like it from the pictures that I saw it didn't look like there was the visible fold line when it was opened up um and it's it's relying on some quite clever tech to do all that so yeah that's quite intriguing. a form factor do you think that will work so something you can you can have as a tablet but then it tucks away as a phone and actually works as in foam form as well it's got effectively a big screen on the inside and then a screen on the front which will actually
1: operate the phone as well It it does look quite appealing, Hmm. Uh, but but it's a prototype, so it's yes. uh,
0: You know, it it, doesn't have to do anything like
1: have battery life, or you know. And it looked, it looked, you know, it looked a chunky monkey. Yeah, Uh, but then, but we've said before that.
0: Things don't have to keep getting thinner.
1: They can be utility uh, and be a bit chunky. Uh, yeah, but there's, there's, as I said, it looked a, bit, <laughs> looked a bit chunky. Bit Okay, a bit overly chunky. Yeah, okay. and, and I think that's the thing, you know, well, the first versions of these, and, and it was interesting to see, you know, so Samsung changed their logo in their Twitter account so you knew this was coming because they folded it and it was all the rumours were pointing to it. And then Google put an Android kind of, I don't know if it was an actual update or whether it was just a, by the way, we support foldable screens now, mm. just in case, you know, some hardware companies launch things. <laughs> um, I, I, it's good to see that that, that, that kind of innovation coming. Uh, I think I'd, unless that... And the thing is, so we've seen, like, if you look at the iPhone prototype a year before it came out, it looked totally different to the actual iPhone. You know, yeah. it was like a big desktop PC running the stuff and then they shrunk it all down. So, you, you know, we don't know what we're looking at um, until you actually see a final product. Um
0: And even if the first, you know, product that's released isn't the fine, you know, it's not the proper realisation of the vision. And I mean, yeah, opening a clamshell type phone that's got a full size screen it's quite funky. Uh, There's something about it. It's quite, I don't know, it feels different. feels feels... like a
1: notebook, you know, so if you think about your, 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 everybody's, you've got a little paper notebook.
0: And it's like a notebook that you can open up and watch a video and then tuck it in, put it in your pocket rather than have to carry a bag or whatever yeah so there's some there's something in there it's like the the ultimate phablet isn't it really
1: well if i just think that you know if you look at the thought with like the google note and the stylus if you could could actually if you could then flip that and get like you know a double page calendar view or you can view a video and or you could be doing your you know some sort of you know there's there's loads of i don't know there's loads of potential in that form factor and then and you know jack said it it just just looks like a ds you know it's yeah the, the df
0: and they they did some quite funky things with their screens yeah didn't
1: they? you know so there's things that that i think this is going to open up and, and the nice thing about Samsung is they'll they'll throw lots of different things at it until something sticks
0: or it doesn't yeah they've got enough money to do that as well yeah. they've got enough money to take back their flagship and still not go under so um oneplus 6t was also announced so this the this, this is oneplus's you know 6s if you like but they'd use 6t uh, so it's like an incremental bump of what we had earlier with the oneplus 6 but a pretty mega phone at pretty mega prices um they're also doing um they're hooking up with uh t-mobile in america which is something they haven't done before they haven't really they've just sold you their devices uh, but now carriers are doing deals and they're also doing a deal where you can hand in your old device and get cash back and in the US that's three hundred up to three hundred dollars for quite a lot of their back catalogue. So if you hand back your old um OnePlus they will give you quite a sizable rebate. So and that brings it even more, you know, pretty special prices really. Because with their five hundred and fifty to six hundred and thirty dollars is their kind of range pricing, um, which is quite a lot cheaper than um the rest. And on what has always been universally agreed as pretty special hardware, it's pretty amazing
1: specs. Yep, the specs are always good, and, and they also they, they always make a point. So I guess you get the Pixel, which you know is like stock Android, but they also they always make a point how they don't. You know they're trying to make sure that their OS isn't getting in the way, and it's fast, and it's better than Samsung's, and it's better than the, you know the other Android leaders out there.
0: And and they, they kind of do it, but they do, you know, because it is their own software, they do lag behind mm. Pixel on having to be able to have the latest things. And for my device, you know, when it first was new, they upgraded fairly quickly after the main products came, a main upgrades came out. But over time, that's, that's slowed. You know, it, it might be a, a couple of months before you see anything like that. So I guess that's the thing that, you know, anyone that adds their software over the top of Android is always going to face that. That lag, that delay, yeah. Um, and and as time goes on, and that phone gets older, of course, it's going to take longer to do it. So it, it would, for me, it would be a better decision just to go core Android. But I guess they're thinking they can add that smoothness and that performance over the top.
1: I love to look at it. it lo- I think it looks a really good phone.
0: Yeah, I've ne- I've never had an issue with my my OnePlus. I love it. Um, my only issue now is just it's massive, and and these things are not smaller either. <laughs> the one with sixty is massive as well. Yeah, you know.
1: And that's where the market has has gone. Yeah, that's where
0: the market's gone. Just my pocket, my jean pocket isn't no. <laughs> getting any bigger. No. Um, and then we've had um, oh, is, is it Xiaomi? How how? Did, something d- like I that. I don't know. It's basically a. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> who up. cares? It's a Chinese company, uh, and they're they're basically releasing their first phone in the UK. They've they've released tentatively in America before. Um but basically this is the first time it's come to the UK and it's another one of these sort of flagship devices at fairly cheap prices. Um so if you're in that market, go and go and check it out. They're they're releasing. Um it's available in the UK. I'm sure everyone's delighted. PlayStation Classic has had its games list announced. Has
1: this enticed you? No. <laughs> so so because it doesn't have it, so it's like it's like hundred quid or it's gonna be like ninety quid or something like that. And I just thought the Twitter games were a little bit lackluster. You know, so Yeah. I don't know, you know. so where's Wipeout?
0: It's they're not the no. game if you were getting your if you were getting your old PlayStation one out of the loft and getting your games collection down, they're not all the games that you'd, <laughs> you'd you'd go and grab, are they? Like Oddworld Abe's Odyssey, we've seen that on all the platforms. It's even on the modern platforms, so you're not gonna get anything fresh and new. And
1: yeah, I d- I don't know. So, so uh, a couple of really they good haven't went got the big so ones. So, Destruction Derby, I remember that pretty well. You know, that was a. Yeah. That was people love people did like that. Yeah. yeah. There's Final Fantasy VII. There's Grand Theft Auto. You know, great games. Metal Gear Solid, great game. You know, Resident but again, Evil. we've
0: seen them all again since. That's it's almost the problem with these games that they're you know we've seen them all since. Yeah. And we see that and and. I mean but they were even say like people are saying why isn't you know it's a shame that you haven't got things like um Gran Turismo on there but but again it was only good because at the time that was the best simulation that people had done. We've seen it done so much better.
1: And that might be the case of why they've chosen not to do it. Or they've mm. not you know, there's maybe some licensing issues with some of it. But I'm sure there are
0: lots of licensing issues, yeah. It
1: just just felt a little uh, And Tony Hawk people... pro
0: skater was a was a big miss. If they could have got that sorted, that would have been awesome. Yeah, Crash
1: love that you know, it was another one that was a lot yeah, of massive at the
0: time. Spyro was massive at the time, wasn't it? And all these things have not come through. Um, so, yeah, the, the kind of games that, like I say, if you had your collection up in the loft and you brought it down, they're the games you'd play. And some of these are, are, are not the games you'd play. But that's not really what it's for, is it? A bit be, of nostalgia.
1: So, to be fair, the little snaes that came out was the same. You know, so I, I looked at the yeah. list and was like, it's no pilot wings. But yeah. it was hackable. <laughs> and, and I um, did it did it for me and, and the two or three guys that picked it up. And we put our own games on, and, um, and I wonder
0: whether this same kind of thing will happen here. Who knows? Yep. 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 Red Dead Redemption. Let's talk it. We have it's been it's been out for a couple of weeks now, and we, obviously we haven't had a podcast so we haven't spoken about it. Um, how are you doing, Arthur Morgan?
1: Um. So, uh, so you know my you know my kind of um, single playing kind of game is legendary for not.
0: For not lasting long, yeah. Than ever, ever she's dying,
1: but I am I'm pretty much doing. I was a bit this, this week's been tough just with yeah. work and tiredness and all of this stuff. But I'm currently at either 17 18 percent, yeah. And pl- yeah. plugging away a couple of hours every day, kind of thing. I, I'm actually doing more side missions than I expected. I mean, just enjoying yeah. it. I'm not rushing. I,
0: I'm, I'm exactly the same. I'm deliberately not rushing it. And actually, I, I don't find it sick, right? I think this I can break this down somewhat technical side of thing it feels like a masterpiece I, I don't know just from the opening scenes in the snowy mountains where you know you're inter- never have i seen that the interaction with the environment that you that you see in this game everything it deforms reacts to your character and the things everything leaves a trail like so if you're riding along in your horse and cart you're your tires are leaving trails. If you're walking down the muddy high street, you're slipping and you leave footprints, and and your character gets covered in mud by just you know being in these environments. So, technical, I, th- I think it's a tour de force. I don't know if you agree. The control method is still crappy, but it's always been crappy so, in Grand Theft <laughs>
1: Auto. So, so I, I, or, I totally agree. I mean, I'm you know we're we're playing it in 4K, and it looks it looks stunning. Amazing. And I actually think so. I, I kept away from reviews and previews. Yeah, totally. And I was pretty shocked at the start and I was like, how long is this winter going to last? Because this is, this sucks. Yeah, because it, it it got oppressive, didn't it? It yeah. was very oppressive, yeah. You know, trudging through the snow and it was like, this is, this is a bit, this is a bit dull. Um, You know, and, and it was, yeah. a, and I thought, fair play to Rockstar, but they, but they know they've got the brand, um, they've got the reputation that people will play through that harder start. Whereas yeah. if there's so many games. So if that had come from, I don't know, from um, Cheesy Hutchinson Gaming Company, and it was your first game, and that was the opening, even though it looks stunning, there'll be people going, oh, I don't know about this, because you're doing nothing, trudging through snow. I don't care about these characters. I don't care about these guys. What's what's, yeah. what's the point of this? But see, once they started opening out, and you know, winter yeah. turned to spring, and the game starts opening you get out. the
0: relief don't you the the relief that you probably would really feel yeah
1: and it was yeah. I, I as i said there's been some really good moments already that are like that is pretty special
0: and and again if and you just there are moments of pure it's calcul as in it's it's pure compute basically it's the they've created this world and there are you have experiences in that world which are going to be totally unique to you there's others which are you know choreographed and and set up but there's others that you'll just experience them and and just being in that world and and you know you can literally sit and watch a sunset that is worthwhile watching and that's incredible to sit in a game world and just just have that experience, and just you know the, the colors and the, the they call it a skybox, but actually it is a fully simulated sky. And and if you if you see a, a thunderstorm rolling in, it's a pretty incredible experience, and all those things. So it, it, it is a technical tour de force. I think its biggest weakness is the fact that it literally doesn't leave every, there, even the mundane chores. It kind of makes you do sometimes mm. and. and and obviously in a game there's a real balance between the realism and when is realism taken too far like do i really need to clean my guns i mean that that's something they make you do and it's okay it adds another layer of that detail into the game which is you know again depends what you like but but nevertheless as a casual gamer do i really want to clean my guns and the other aspect of it is they they make you travel and traverse this environment constantly so for me i have to do things basically one mission one side mission at a time and that's that's as much as i want then and then it doesn't necessarily i'm enjoying that
1: much but see, doing that hour and a half
0: i don't think i've ever spent an hour and a half playing the the game in a a, continuous i like that and i like actually the fact that it does let you drop in you do a bit of trotting around on your horse, go and do a mission, and then that's me. That's I'm happy that I've I've done a bit more of the game, and I've ticked along. I think I'm about thirty something percent now.
1: That's very good. Kind of um, and I, so one thing I will say, I, I very rarely rage quit from games, as as you know, you're you you're, <laughs> you're, you're patience I, my... I do it regularly. Yeah, yeah so it's 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 weird, like online gaming. I, I hardly ever rage quit from it. I get annoyed from it, but. But there was one night I rage quit from Red Dead. It just, yeah. it just really tweaked my nipples, and it was a combination yeah, of a, like an awkward mission, something else happened, um, the control method getting in the way. I, I get, I get, sh- I, I got attacked by a group out of nowhere, and I was taking care of them, and it, but one of the guys then came out of nowhere, and rugby tackled me and killed me, <laughs> and I was like, right, this is starting to annoy me now. So I was on my horse, yes. and I'm riding on my horse, and I just turned the corner and a stagecoach was right in the middle of the road and ran over my horse and killed my horse. And then you'd lost your horse as well. And I just I just instantly was like, no, and I just disconnected. <laughs> and I was telling the guy at work who thought it was funny, and I got home that <laughs> night and I was like, right, I'm in the middle of nowhere, I'm going to have to go and get a horse. But it hadn't saved, and my horse was still You'd there. got away with it, your horse had survived the I antics. had my emotional attachment to my horse. Yeah. So, But it was <laughs> really good, really enjoying it. Um <laughs>
0: And again it's and it's still open even at, even at thirty percent wherever I'm now it's still massively opening up there's still loads of the map that's not there there's you can tell where the story's headed and how it's heading there but you, there'll be some twists and turns along the way and i'm going to be enjoying those probably for for a good you know probably beyond christmas just oh i can't say i haven't i it, whether it's to do with the, the way the style of the game whatever but yeah, my my sessions don't normally last it's probably half an hour to forty-five minutes. Is kind of the length of time I spend yeah, playing it. and I enjoy but over time that adds up really quick.
1: Yeah, I enjoy that dipping in and out.
0: Um, and yeah, I shall obviously retain my overall rating until I get to the end of that game. If I get to the end of it, I, I'm assuming I will at this point. But you know, you never know. The, the old one is still my favourite game ever, and and let's see whether this overtakes it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, basically, if you've got a console. I would heartily recommend picking this up. Even
0: just to sit and watch a scene. I I, I still am. So you, you're walking through the environment now, uh, you knock a branch, and that individual branch reacts and, you know, elastic, you know, it's, it's, it has its, you know, it, you interact with the environment in a way that I've just never seen in a game ever before. So if you, you know, it's individual leaves have animated to your, you know your interaction with it it's just
1: amazing the other bit i noticed was it was like the non-playing characters if I call them that all can kind of remember you as well so it's like
0: they remember that. and they're doing tasks as well yeah. if you follow someone he's carrying a bit of wood he's carrying yeah. that bit of wood to go and do something
1: and there's a whole right. reputational thing that feels far richer than other games where you know you do do if you know if you so if you just wanted to go and like um you know horse around kill a few people rob a few people there's consequences from that and, and it feels yeah. kind of real um and and also, what I really liked was that they don't tell you much when you're doing it. So it's like the first bounty I did was was uh, so you, so if you do a bounty, you got these sheriff's and you, then you go and capture somebody. And it yeah. was a a guy camped at the top of some rocks, and 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 you kind of you can see what's going to happen because he goes towards the edge and you're like he's going to fall <laughs> yeah. into the river, but he doesn't. You've got a bit where you can pull him up. So I'm trying to pull him up and he falls in and I was like, yeah, okay, he's falling at the river and I need to go and chase him. So you're, you're chasing after the horse. He's going and he's like, oh, Mr. Morgan. Oh, oh, Through some pretty spectacular
0: scenery. Again, yeah, yeah, yeah. that
1: river is pretty spectacular. And then you need to lasso him. So you lasso him and I was bringing him bringing him in and my horse trodden him and killed him. So I'm pushing over. <laughs> now, th- this is where it got really smart for me. So I was, so do it again. And this time when I was pulling him up, I, I almost got him up and I was like, oh, that that was different to last time. But he still went in the river and this time I got him. And it was only when I when I handed him back in, it popped up said mission complete. And you can hold down, you know, the menu button to see the detail. Yeah. And to get gold, you had to pull him up and not let him in the water. So yeah, all so there that was a other way... bit that was you know, scripted events was there because chances are you won't be able to do this. But it was like I really like that kind of mission stuff, but it's not telling you
0: And and all of the missions have that yeah um, at the end of it and then they added different so each of the missions has that different skill so maybe it's a yeah quick quick fire reaction to go in, to make sure you pull them up or the other ones are time-based some that are headshot yes. based all yeah. all those kind of things so they've added a whole ton of different ways so every time you finish a mission it's not until you finish it that it's a, it kind of encourages you why don't you try that mission again you know? yeah so one Give of the one go. of the
1: ones that i got a golden was because i chose to negotiate with somebody rather than like set them with a gun yeah which I do not know until the end. And it's interesting.
0: But again, so you're going to get to the end of that game and you might think, oh, there's a mission, i would try that. if A completionist, this is going to last them forever, it we'd would, it would see.
1: Well, especially there's all these side things like, you know, card collectors and all sorts of stuff, yeah, yeah. which I'm not, I'll be honest, I'm not going to bother with. Not bothered with that, yeah. yeah. But other people, as you say, if you're a completist and you get sucked into the world, you'll want to... You know, I just it.
0: I remember at the end of the last one. I did carry on in the world to finish off a lot of the tasks just because I wanted to carry on that that whole thing because there was the, you know there was awards for killing one of every type of animal in the game and obviously that starts off it's quite easy. <laughs> By the end you you're having to look at guides to work out where all these blooming animals live mm. so that you could go and do it. Anyway, they've had a massive opening uh, weekend, so their their biggest opening media is it, is it interactive media or is it just the biggest opening week weekend in entertainment history. That's amazing.
1: I mean, it was $725 million in three days. Wow. Now, Grand so Theft Auto not... managed over a billion, but that was over... In that three day, yeah. But that was over a, like a different like a weekend or some... There was some different way that they that, that managed to do that, but it's still a huge amount of money. Yeah, Phenomenal. I mean, yeah,
0: yeah, I mean... Yeah. You can see why they spend so much time on these things making them perfect and how they've got the flexibility to spend that time on them. Other developers just don't have that. You know, this is a game that's developed across I think it's Glasgow's the head office for Red Dead, I think. Dundee. But it's is it Dundee, is it? Dundee, yeah. And then, but then they've got, there's about four other offices around the world which all collaborate to put yeah. these things together. It's just a global enterprise, isn't It's absolutely incredible. Yeah,
1: so Rockstar kicked off in Dundee and then of have spread, obviously, there's one down south, there's New York, and there's a few other places. It's a. I
0: think they've got one in Australia as well. Yeah, and like and, yeah Amazing.
1: And I mean, the reputation's deserved, you know. It's, you know, yeah. to, to me, they're like, you know, if a Rockstar game comes out, it's like, you know, it's, it's going to be the same. So Grand Theft Auto 6 will. No doubt, it'd be a next gen console title. Probably not at launch, but you know, after a year, eighteen months, so we're maybe what three years away from it because they don't. They usually kind of stagger the games out pretty well, yeah, yeah. Um, and and we will still to see the online component of Red Dead Redemption too. Which yeah, got... and
0: there's all that to go, and they they really push that for Grand Theft Auto, yeah. and they have continued to push it. So maybe maybe their idea is that as that tails off, this will take over, and and we'll see where that goes. but yeah unbelievable how are we doing for our 20 minute uh, podcast here uh (laughs) virtually virtually hit it on the the nail
1: on the head i think i was right i've run out
0: of things to say though so luckily we'll keep inside that time um how do you got a pick for us other than play red dead but only do it in small chunks (laughs) and don't get pissed off with the horses
1: uh, no i think honestly i think red dead is one of the one of our strongest pick in a long yeah. while it's can't go yeah. wrong it's,
0: i think from so many angles if you just you could you could sit in a lounge watching someone play that game and it's almost like watching a movie and seeing the storyline develop you know you could look at it from a graphical point of view and so anyone can look at that and go that's amazingly pretty um yeah and the only aspect that you can't do is when you're holding the controller trying to make your character do what you want it to do it's annoying
1: there are a lot of controls yes and that's anyway that's a niggle I,
0: and I'm, i look forward to your um, review of the ipad once you've un it and had a good old play oh yes good stuff right digitaloutbox.com is our website uh, info at digitaloutbox.com is our email address and we're on twitter as digital outbox we're also i'm on twitter as cheesy uk uh my racing, my my racing blog is academy dot uk. My running blog is cheesy dot blog, uh, Ian. Where do we find you?
1: Our blog is Ian dot and I'm on Twitter. Streaker can't be asked. Where
0: anyone. are you on Where is your Instagram? Because that's worth following.
1: Um, that will be that will be. Is it? <laughs> we need to write this in the notes so that you don't. Yeah. So, How very I, un- Ian Ian Dick underscore photography.
0: And there are some beautiful things coming out of that, so um,
1: yeah, I do recommend a you go few odd look. Photos. I've, So I've been trying to go out and about, and um, I think
0: you've done an amazing job. I think so. You you've, you're kind of blessed where you are, really, to go and get these kind of views. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like there's been a couple of like two-hour drives in the morning to get there,
0: but it would take me nine hours uh, to it get would. there. So, <laughs> but, but it's like, but to
1: get, and it's a little bit later now, so sunrise is um, now seven forty. So, so like you, got bit you know worse. so like i can leave at six and half six and get to places whereas
0: your golden hour is a little bit more reasonable
1: yeah whereas in the summer it's you know it's not impossible but you need to be going out to like half two and three uh, yeah that's I mean, that's and tough that is a big that's a big effort that's tough all right
0: lovely stuff so we will speak to you again on an unspecified scheduled date and un, unscheduled in the future
1: uh, yeah we'll probably come up to the kind of last one soon
0: yeah, because Christmas lull. Just tills <laughs> off and then we have had presenter lull, now I've got Christmas lull. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um yeah, we'll we'll talk to you soon and um yeah. See
1: you later. Goodbye. Goodbye <laughs> Come on,
0: let's ride. (laughs) Let's go, John Martin.